welcome folks to the hills and faces podcast it has been a while for us to again come bring the crew together to record another episode and present to you a second part of what we are doing the women of wwe uh it has been two weeks if i remember correctly two weeks ago we posted the first part now we are going to do the second part and hopefully and we got a lot of good response from the first uh, part a lot of people actually liked it so thank you for listening to us and hopefully we will produce more good content for you we have our old crew back orko my crime partner is back again say hi to us say hi to people orko hi guys uh sorry for the delay but we were up to some good stuff and up to some not so good stuff so happy to be back i would be more interested in not so good stuff but uh, that that will be for the after for after recording session uh, and I, we I, have I, I, yeah i think that would not be suit a pg audience so yeah that would be and we are wwe fans we have to suit the pg audience and uh, we have uh, ogni back with us again hi ogni ogni are you there I guess he can't hear us, but I'm sure he's around. He's still connected to us. Hi, hello. Yeah, yeah, not a problem, Ogni. It took us took for a while for you to reply. It it seems yeah, it's good are... to it's good to be back. Yeah, Ogni is in sync with the WWE creative. It takes a while for them to respond to the audience. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the yeah. last the last time we were here, we discussed uh, from fabulous Mula. to the playboy era of wwe uh, it was a great discussion we spoke we spoke at length about what happened in the 70s and 80s and how we were disgusted of what was happening in the 90s now we are going to talk about the era where women's women's wrestling finally started coming out of the shadow there it took a while for them to come out of the shadow there were some very early pioneers people who actually paved the way for the four horse women that we talk about right now so if you always we all know about trish lita china but there were some other women wrestlers too who played a key role in shaping women's wrestling for us the the wrestling that we see now the overlook pioneers so i'll hand over to orko and let's see orko what do you have for us when it comes to overlook pioneers of wrestling uh well i have to say that a lot of wrestlers uh when we especially talk of women's wrestling in wwe the first two people that come to our mind are always uh, Trish and Lita and sometimes for some others it may the first name might be the eighth wonder of the world which is china but there were a lot of wrestlers around that time who were quite overlooked and they were quite good in the ring too i'm talking about the likes of Ivory Jazz Molly Holly uh, Jacqueline so these were some of the names that are quite overlooked i mean these Trish and Lita are no doubt the pioneers, but these four women that I have talked about or taken the names of are equally responsible for paving the way for the younger generation of WWE uh, superstars, uh, the women superstars who have come our way. So I don't think that their contribution was anything less than what it was uh, on the part of Trish, Lita, and China. I agree, Ogni. Uh... Uh, I hope you remember uh, Zaz, early two thousands. Yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah, and she she was very different. A very big match. I mean, uh, a year back, right? With 
Diona Porazzo. Yeah. The going yeah. of the match, yes. Yeah, not not even a year back, perhaps. Even less than that. Ah, nice. I, so, I remember Zaz coming out in early 2000s. She looked very different from the women's wrestler that were competing in WWE at that point. Uh, it, it, it looked fresh. She looked like a beast in a way and she was she looked like someone who can dominate and even maybe compete with the men to be honest that that is the kind of persona that is the kind of physique she had and she was, it was very different from the 90s wrestling that we saw in wwe so, so what are yeah. the moments you remember about zaz so i feel uh, jazz is uh, forgive my analogy yeah so basically i feel like jazz is uh what uh, daniel bryan if he hadn't broken through the glass ceiling you know would have had to be like a male version of a jazz like insanely talented but ultimately overlooked exactly exactly jazz didn't get the yes movement absolutely well um, well well i have to say i well i have to say this on i agree with ogni a lot on this and uh, I don't know if how many people remember this but Jazz had debuted under the name of Jasmine and she yeah. was an she was an ECW original. She yeah. was part, yeah she was in part of an alliance if I remember correctly called the Impact Players which included Lance Storm. So if so, if you're part of you if you're someone who's closely associated in the same act as someone as Lance Storm you have yeah. something in you. and and i remember this quite well that she came in at a time when china had just left the company china had left the company and jazz was kind of like her replacement so she was built up in this manner that she she's a woman powerhouse but unfortunately she was quite overlooked she she was even the wd champion like the woman or back then the wwf women's champion for quite a some time but uh, i mean her contributions if uh, the women's evolution when they speak about it they highlight trish they highlight lita they even highlight uh, uh, folks like molly holly and mickey james um, sorry mickey james for the trash bag but you're still highlighted but people like jazz is not that highlighted and i feel bad about it yeah i agree jazz was um, she had some good, good feuds by the way so she she competed she uh, feuded with the the top uh, women's wrestler of that time Trish Stratus she won a WWE championship or the women's women's championship at that point but yeah i agree she was uh, she was very overlooked and she's even overlooked right now when we talk about the women's revolution when we give away hall of fame rings to uh, we have given away hall of fame rings to Molly Holly completely deserves it she was brilliant for her time but during that era jazz was if not a uh, better equally good compared to the likes of Molly Holly Ivory Natalia early days of Natalia and i think Natalia will be a hall of famer very soon uh something orco that you said very that was very interesting was that you know uh, the impact players like right? yes. so jazz uh, and then lance storm so like these people no matter how talented they were they were never going to be Vince McMahon's favorites because of a per- an obvious perceived lack of charisma let's say or let's just say let's just say it let's just say it 
they were too early for their time yeah uh, she she was she didn't have that look which was selling at that point of time or rather the look vince mcmahon wanted at that point of time like i mean sweet. the look vince mcmahon i mean that is a very you know like a murky subject because then it also you know like who is to not uh, who is to de- you know uh, dispute the fact that you know vince mcmahon was i mean two or three decisions away at that point from coming out as publicly racist and sexist like he already came out as sexist yeah. but yeah, yeah. So that's and, uh, the, and that's the question. And Jazz was, Jazz is one of the first, probably one of the first uh, top black uh, woman wrestlers that I can think of from the top of my mind. Obviously, Jazz and Jacqueline, if you remember. Yeah, Jacqueline. Yeah. Jacqueline, I remember. Yeah, Jack. I'll come to Jacqueline a little bit later. But Jazz had incredible feuds with Victoria, and uh, if people remember, uh, people currently rave over. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart and uh, Rhea Ripley. If Shotzi yeah. Blackheart and Rhea Ripley were mixed together and thrown back into the Attitude Era, she would come out as or the uh, Ruthless Aggression Era. She would come out as Victoria. As simple. Absolutely. As well. Yeah. The physicality yeah. of Rhea Ripley and the craziness of Shotzi Blackheart. Exactly. And. And 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 this is from a boy perspective, like the my uh, teenage boy perspective perspective that I have. Her costumes were outrageous. If you remember, Victoria, yeah. she came out. She used to come out, and she's like, "We are just a one thread of a thread away from a wardrobe malfunction." At that point of time, I used to think. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it what? was it was scandalous. I mean, what I remember the most of Victoria. Was a segment where you know, like she just bit Stacy Keebler's nail off. Yes, yes, I remember this segment. I remember this segment. What I the first instance that comes to my mind whenever someone mentions Victoria. And and Victoria was insanely good inside the ring. Insanely good. I I just feel bad about these women that they were totally in the wrong generation. Uh, and the Absolutely. thing is. They would have flourished in in the current generation too. I'm very very sorry. I have to say this to the likes of Kelly Kelly and uh, Eva Marie and uh, the Bella Twins and all those people. But you were a degrade on what we had previously. They were basically a degrade of what we had. Unfortunately, Vince did not like those people who were actually. Equal on an almost an equal footing to what the talent that we have today, they were kind of like the proper uh, reference point to these talent. I'm I'm very sure about this thing that Nikki Bella, Kelly Kelly cannot, or uh, the likes of Tori Wilson cannot be the reference point of uh, Sasha Banks I mean, and Becky Lynch. I, I mean that is also like I I get what you're trying to say, but I don't think that's a that's an entirely accurate. uh you know claim because if i'll just give you an example as in the when the divas this whole diva thing matlab the the reign of the divas was at its peak women were you know like actively asked to curtail their move sets and everything so even if you were insanely talented you had to you know like uh, you know you had to then 
reduce yourself it was mandated it was expected out of me to reduce your move set to a couple of titillating moves you know hit it hit her with your asses or something and then uh, and finish or wrap up the match within 3 minutes and then i'll just give you an example you remember eve torres right yes yes eve torres eve torres after leaving wwe she's now a brazilian jiu jitsu black belt yeah so I obviously know. that talent was there they just didn't know they just didn't have the opportunity to show it yeah but for every yeah i i, I mean you, i may not have articulated myself in the proper manner but you were getting you got what i'm I, I, trying I, to say i do get what your point but there is also a flip side like who knew like who knows yes Whether, like we can't say for sure that you know like kelly kelly wouldn't have been as talented as uh, a victoria i mean but but for every eve tourist we also have a someone called you know i was saying that for every eve tourist we also have someone called aksana or oksana yeah we'll never forget, yeah we'll, we'll never forget those bloopers also abomination <laughs> kind of i'm sorry but that, that was a great to watch i mean the whole that first first few seasons of nxt like other than uh, AJ Lee and uh, what was the other one? Uh, I don't even. Body I don't even remember most of the names of the NXT passouts who came out of uh, the system at at the point of time. Like if I, I to, if, I, if I have to like look back in the early two thousands, uh, we have talked about the old pioneers, the one who were just paving the way for. what we have we are what we are seeing right now in the mist wrestling there was ivory there was jazz there was molly holly insanely talented molly holly got the hall of fame recently and i was like so so, so happy for her for her because she was insanely talented and she was in the wrong era and she it was very well deserved the hall of fame completely well totally well deserved i'm just really happy that she got the recognition that she didn't get when she was but also it's also you know like worthwhile to point out that she got the hall of fame because she had joined wwe as a trainer yeah, if she wouldn't we, have probably like uh, most probably she would have been overlooked for all the like all these years of yeah. course of course of course there's there no question about it molly holly yeah, she might way, have been overlooked by the way you mentioned this uh, thing called the divas uh, the, which was at that point of time was known as the diva search right there yeah. was this, there was this lady called ashley masaro who like we sadly uh, god bless her soul uh, then i think we ha- two of the best things to come out of the diva search was obviously uh, michelle mccool in 2004 and uh, leila uh, in leila yeah leila and michelle mccool were great i guess maris also came out of that but uh, maris was never known for her in ring talent but i have to say Michelle McCool was a diva champ, right? Yeah. No, Maris wasn't the champ. The Leila was the champ. Leila was the champ, and would you believe it? Michelle McCool wasn't the champ. She came in in seventh place. The winner was Christy Hemme. But so Christy Hemme, Christy Hemme went to TNA, right? Yeah, but she was the winner ah. that year, and that batch included uh, even Maria Kanellis. Oh wow. I think the diva search was something at that when the thing was happening. I was not a big fan. I remember diva search because of Mrs. Botch. 
I but, I have yeah. I but the no la- interest. But the, but the but last I, but the no but the last diva search winner was actually a good one because the winner was Eve Torres. Yeah. Ah. So Eve Torres was the last winner, and uh, we had uh, one of the wrestlers from that time also, Taryn Terrell. If you remember, she's currently in NWA. What 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 I what what the divas did was uh, what the diva search or the diva era actually did was to show WWE how badly they are treating their women's wrestlers. In my opinion, uh, we wouldn't have got the golden era of women's wrestling that we are seeing right now in WWE if there was no absolute trash bag of uh, the divas championship that wh- why do people call that a championship that pink piece of shit that they had as a divas championship but that was also look when, at the time like that was a time when entourage was the hottest thing on tv if you see entourage in 2021 i mean <laughs> you will have to like cringe with one and laugh with the other i mean that's the that's that's a, but anyway i guess we are digressing from now we are digressing quite, yeah. let's go let's go back to the 2000s and let's yeah. talk about the two most important in my opinion until the current group of women came in the two most important women in the history of wwe trish and lita these two yes. these two absolutely revolutionized women's wrestling at that in that era when no one was paying any attention to women's wrestling. They were given two or three minute matches. Trish and Lita, December 4th, 2003, would go down as a red letter day in WWE because Trish and Lita mainly went a draw hmm. for the WWE Women's Championship, which Lita won. It was and a seven-minute seven or eight-minute match, and they put on a master class. They put on for they put on something for the world to see that give us a chance and we can do this. These two women, in my opinion, are the most important women in the history of WWE. And Orko, we we when we were young, we saw Trish in a very different light. But as we grew older, we saw Trish in a completely different way, a revolution in her own right. Yes, yes. Take even though my, even though my favorite was uh, Lita, I was a Lita fanboy. Um, but Trish Stratus, she, I mean, her uh, line was satisfaction. Her gimmick was like that, but she actually reached the possible stratosphere allowed at that point of time in women's wrestling. I have Definitely. to say this. She was not only good looking, she was actually good inside the ring. She was she very good actually, inside the ring. Yeah, and, and, and the best part was she knew ring psychology quite well. And this is something even wrestlers these days also lack. I've seen a lot of women wrestlers, male wrestlers, not ha- knowing how to tell a story, how to have a proper ring psychology. Lita and as well as Trish Tatters, especially Trish Tatters, because she had the acting chops with her. She knew ring psychology a lot. Her feuds with Jazz, Molly Holly, Victoria. We we can't forget these feuds. Her feud with Mickey James, her feud with Melina. Feud was a wonderful feud. Great feud with Mickey James. 
that was straight fire to be very honest and 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 then then how can we forget lita a women's wrestler doing moonsaults now currently we are quite used to watching charlotte flair doing moonsaults and doing the uh, sasha banks doing diving hurricane runners but at that point of time the only female wrestler doing it was lita and she did it quite well and she did it properly and that that made her special i remember the first uh, steel cage match among women victoria versus lita yeah i mean i mean people needed to have that trust in her people needed to have the belief in her unfortunately most of the women were not given that belief but i'm glad that someone out there in the back and i have to take the name mr fit finley who supported this woman these women through thick and thin and made sure that vince mcmahon gave these women their due and i'm very happy that at least two of them were allowed to shine in the best way possible i i just wish everyone else was uh, allowed to shine because even during the era of the ruthless aggression i mean uh, lita retired in 2006 and um, i guess trish ashes also retired around the same time but we on the one hand we had these two people on the other hand uh, we had the pillow fights and the bra and panty matches and the bikini contest so it was a good contrast it was a happy contrast for us to see but then again i just i'm i know i'm ranting a lot but i just have just one thing to say i hated the fact that towards the end of lita's career when she was like when i guess matt hardy not not matt hardy i guess jeff hardy was feuding with or edge was feuding with john cena and there was a match where uh, john cena was supposed to fight lita in a segment or something like that and she was made to look stupid and she was made to like she's scared for her life that's the woman who used to jump do boons swords from the top of ladders when she was with the hardy boys and you're trying to showcase that woman as someone who's scared she's worried about her she'll get hurt she's a dainty princess or something like that i mean that was a sad sight to see at the end of her run also if you remember that uh, agent lita sex in the middle of the ring it was uh, let's just let's just skip this part let's just yeah let's just skip this part this was she was one of the finest we have seen inside the ring she was a trailblazer in her own right and the way she, wwe treated her towards the end was distasteful to say the least yeah that's why i'm saying that let's just skip it because i don't want to remember lita for that i want to yeah. remember i want to remember lita for the one who used to jump from the top of the ladder i i want to remember her for her outrageous uh, moonsaults i want to remember her for her uh, what to say she being the cool chick she being the perfect first cool chick that we had in wb and she yeah. was she was one of the hardy boys yeah she was one of the boys like what agni uh, agni was trying to say yeah agni yeah go on so very recently i i saw this match that we were talking about so i think you know wb had only shared it on the one of their pages so the full match so yeah. what struck me was how they were like taking legit bumps on a monday night raw that you know like uh, bonafide superstars of this age 
are do not take exactly like she was she was taking nxt level bumps both of them were like and how fluid they were and and it was so sad that you know like uh, we had bloody michael cole and whoever was there in the com- commentary back then and they were just you know you know in the sense they were talking amongst themselves they were talking they were hyping up uh, feuds within the men and whatever and who uh, lita which guy lita had aligned herself with and everything and they were just glossing over the fact that we were like these women were basically like they were bumping their hearts out and they were telling a story and how and they were so fluid they were so you know like they were so believable in their action you know uh, they should have been like they would have been so much better off had they not been matlab uh, in terms of credibility i'd say had uh, uh, they would have just joined the company a little later or they would have been born a little later yeah i honestly wish that uh, we had lita in our prime currently i yeah honestly, with the current crop yeah with the current crop i i can imagine the matches that would have been with uh, probably lita and uh, i think sasha banks teaming up and trish status uh, probably teaming up with uh, becky lynch that yeah. would have been good Victoria and Charlotte, two monsters tearing each other apart. That would have been cool to watch. And 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 Michelle McCool, probably forming a tag team with Carmella. That's quite possible. Yeah. I mean, they have kind kind of like the similar look. That's quite possible. Yeah. So if we if we look at that match that Raw main event between Lita and Trish Stratus, if we put that match today, it won't look out of place. That's the first no, tribute no. we can pay. No. It won't look out of place. It Second, won't look out of place. Proper NXT women's quality, and I think yeah. NXT got the best women's uh, roster in wrestling right now. Oh, if I have to watch uh, women's wrestling, I go to NXT. I don't even look at uh, what they're doing in uh, in the main roster. It's, uh, NXT women's wrestling is next level. It's completely bonkers. Yeah. I I would still watch the main main roster if uh, it involved, uh, if it any of the combination of the uh, Fab Four or the Four Horsewomen. Yeah. Any of, of any any of them. Any of, of them. Course. In any of combination. Course. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I I wouldn't obviously watch a wouldn't be excited for a match between Sasha Banks and Nia Jax, but I would obviously uh, in be very excited for a match involving any of these four fighting each other in any possible combination. Yeah, any day, any day. Talking about the Trish Lita feud, that that match, as uh, as as Agni said, uh, that they were taking legit bumps. They were actually putting on. Let's assume. A WrestleMania level match in a Raw main event. You need to understand why they were given. This might have been the their one last opportunity. Yeah. To show what they can do, so they went for it. They completely went for it, and they produced a masterclass. You 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 will see the bumps in that match. Yeah, I I watched the match just before the recording started, just to like relieve my memories. And and. And those bumps make you feel hurt while watching it. Exactly. I mean, those were legit, legit bumps. So, 
but but see how skilled they were as performers none of them were risky in the sense ki you know career threatening bumps no they were falling off the top rope on the turn uh, on the uh, on the ring apron you know uh, even then they were landing on the backs where they should be landing like it was all it was chaotic but it was like you know organized chaos yeah, which is difficult to pull off and uh, it's basically a compliment to them in the way that they are proper safe workers to work with yes. uh, once again once again hello naya jax they are proper safe <laughs> workers to work with. <laughs> but since so, since we are since we are talking about the pioneers we are we can uh, like gawk over trish and lita for the entire day but come on the eight wonder of the world let's just let's just speak about China. her for a few seconds uh, be, uh, be, before we look at her career i want to i am really happy that uh, wwe finally acknowledged her in 2019 the finally I, like I, for, for years for years they tried to airbrush her i am i am i'm happy but i'm not that happy i'm happy because she's also in the hall of fame but yeah. as a part part of dx but part I, of dx i i, I like hall of yeah. Yeah, I like the part where the uh, the boys were pointing out uh, towards her photo at WrestleMania, and uh, it was the main photograph shown across all the large screens. I'm yeah. happy about that, but I'll I'll be I'll be very happy about the bottom of my heart when she's there alone. But I'm but I'm not too convinced by that uh, in the sense I I feel that's a that's a PR thing to you know like exactly exactly exactly. and whatever I'll, it is be, even if I'll it is ha- not pr even if it is not pr wwe were 3 years late she should have yeah. been acknowledged she should have been given a hall of fame ring when she was alive i mean Because i mean i mean she, she was she, truly one of her kind truly one of her kind she pushed her towards a grave i mean i mean i have to say this if she if she had been acknowledged during her lifetime and she was given that solace of mind i think she would have uh, still been alive with her yeah i have to yeah. say this she would have been still been alive i mean what does a person any human being like even we work like 9 to 10 or even longer like officially 9 to 5 but it comes to 9 to 10 kind of jobs and end of the day why do why are we alive because there is some kind of a hope of something in our lives we have something to look forward to in our lives she didn't have something to look forward to by the end of her life if she was given that solace that people do care about her people do still remember her and people do still love her that is the most important thing i'm sure sure that if she was present at a hall of fame ceremony and seen how people the normal audience the normal fans around this arena how they reacted to her showered her chant all over on her showered the praises on her she would have felt the love if you remember how um jake the snake roberts how he came back he was on yeah. the brink of death yeah when he was there at the hall of fame that was kind of a new experience for him i i am i'm sure that ddp did a great job and bringing back bringing him back to his feet and resurrecting his life but that dose and that boost of love that knowledge that people still love you so many people are loving you back 
that gives you a different kind of a mental boost and i think lita uh, sorry china if she had got that boost she would have still been alive also let's not forget why she was fired in the first place right who fired yeah. her in the first place yes yes i mean so it wasn't because like she was unreliable as a worker or she was unsafe or whatever it was never. purely because of personal reasons that she got fired and had she not gotten fired like uh, she could matlab it could have been an entirely different story i mean if she wasn't fired you obviously theek hai there are male wrestlers she is being made to fight from time to time but you would have pro- needed proper competition for her right so the entire picture and scenario of women's wrestling wouldn't have been what it was in the mid 2000s i mean they could have done with the uh, glamour princess and all those stuff but there would there would have been also the presence of these hard hitting uh there would have been more legitimacy tough, yeah, in yeah, the product more, le- more legitimacy more tough women also around it would have been not just barbie dolls it would have been also uh, gi jane dolls yeah but uh, let's look back at her career let's celebrate her career so to quote uh, jim ross china was the distinctive athlete He, she was to WWE was what Ronda Rousey was to UFC. I think that is a great compliment coming from Jim Ross. Yeah, one of the greatest compliments coming from Jim Ross, to be honest. It's, uh, she, I, I remember watching China, and I, I legitimately thought, and in that point of my life, when I was twelve years or thirteen years old, I don't even remember how old I was because it's ancient history. Uh, I remember, yeah, this, this woman can even fight men. like i legitimately believe that that is how that is the the personality that she had as part of dx one of my first uh, memories of china was her feuding with uh, eddie guerrero yeah and beating she, eddie guerrero she was the first woman to win the intercontinental champion only woman to hold the intercontinental champion she was the first woman to compete in the royal rumble so she, uh, if if we say that that she was one of a kind because she was one of a kind she absolutely she was she she could step into the ring with a triple h and legitimately uh, make us believe that she could beat triple h or at least compete with him inside the ring and absolutely. nobody would have nobody nobody would have said ki no it's not possible like when ronda rousey uh, was competing against triple h in wrestlemania we believed that we believed that yeah rousey can can compete with them in the same way we believe that china can compete with the men in of that era and she, and she was pushed by wwe a lot and i have to give credit to uh, the creative at that point for seeing the potential that she this woman had and she was pushed hard giving uh, the intercontinental title to a woman and in that era was was very very as uh, kids would say woke that it right it was very woke and, and there were not too many complaints to be honest because people believe yeah yeah this woman can carry this title with alan well well uh, not just the intercontinental championship she she was i guess she had she was also there in the king of the ring tournament she exactly yeah, yeah. she she had even been once uh, a, a number one contender for the wwf at that point championship too 
yes yes yeah, yeah. she was she was just out of curiosity was the writer at that point vince russo by any chance vince uh, russo I, was in wcw by late 90s if i remember yeah i don't think vince so, russo was the one who was push, pushing china to someone else vince russo was in wcw then and destroying wcw <laughs> I I I have to check like Vince Russo sometimes takes credit for almost everything yeah, exactly. on the planet. So I mean Vince Russo joined uh, WWE in uh, uh, sorry WCW on in as I see it right now October 3rd 1999 and China became was in the King of the Ring tournament in June 1999 and I mean, she became the intercontinental champion after Vince Russo left. So definitely not Vince Russo's idea. Someone else in the backstage. I mean, like this, this kind of has a Russo thing happening. Like it smells of Russo. I mean, she became the intercontinental champion after Russo left. So uh, even if Russo wants to claim that she, he had already written and logged the script and given it to Vince and said. Even though I'm going to WCW, you can take the script. Something like that. I'm, <laughs> I'm very sure <laughs> that wasn't the case. But I mean, she defeated Jeff Jarrett of all people. Of all people. I think with China, um, as as we discussed, it was a, it was uh, way too late for WWE to acknowledge her. She should have been acknowledged when she was alive. I think uh, I think her career in pornography finally harmed her. As uh, as Triple H, I think uh, at the at the after the death of China, Triple H did say her pornography career harmed. When it came to WWE, who turned PG, they were very reticent about acknowledging China. But I find that uh, reason very uh, how do you call it? It's very flimsy because uh, they didn't It's have bogus. any problem. They didn't have any problem working with X Pac. And exactly, the, and they the shared film. and they shared this film with. Yeah, they were the same film. Yeah, I'm I'm very sad about the fact that, and this shows how. Uh, I'll digress for just a minute. This shows the patriarchy in the world that how yeah. the woman was vilified and the men wasn't for the I, same thing. I I went on a rant last in the last episode about uh, how men are still dominating every industry. I'm not going to do that again, but uh, yeah, I uh, uh, if you if you didn't have any problem with X Pac, why would you have a problem with China? Just simple reason: she was a woman. That's it. That's the only reason. There's no other reason that you can give me. Yeah, X Pac was nice, but China wasn't. Even though they did the same shit together. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but I have to give props to like since we're celebrating China. Um, my. And before I go to like what was my personal time of watching China, I have to say Eddie Guerrero in China. That's my ultimate favorite period of watching China. That was a brilliant dynamic. You have one of the greatest performers of all time. Absolutely, and Eddie Guerrero. Favorite. And and then <laughs> yeah, and 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 on the other side you have Eddie Guerrero, the Eddie Guerrero. Yes. Wow. Wow! Like you, when you write it down on paper, you'd be like China paired with Eddie Guerrero in a romantic angle. You would be like, "What? Are you crazy?" And then you see what they put up on screen. 
they made that work they made it work and click i'm amazed at how they did it i think eddie guerrero can make a feud with khali click if uh, if uh, he was alive when khali came to wwe i think he would have made it click eddie guerrero uh, this is a women's as is a women's podcast women's wrestling podcast at this point but if i have to like give props to eddie guerrero eddie guerrero he's when we were kids when we were kids the battles were interesting yeah when we were kids we used to support the faces in most cases like the good guys should win the bad guys shouldn't uh but uh, eddie guerrero was the first heel i cheered for <laughs> like when she, when he lied when he like threw the chair at the opponent and say beat me and disqualification that i liked that shit and eddie guerrero in china as uh, orko said was wrestling gold was storytelling gold and and i don't think any other pair would have made it work yeah. any other pair you pair any woman with any other woman main men's wrestler that point it wouldn't have worked this odd pair this odd couple it worked because you had china one of a kind and you had eddie guerrero a generational talent who can do anything and they they sparks flew and it made a lot of money for vince mcmahon but i mean i feel sad i, I when i talk of china i mm, remember so many things but then when i remember her demise and how she spiraled and how her life spiraled out of control after a point of time and i remember this lines what she had said that uh, she did not have any ambitions of going into porn and this is one of her youtube videos which you'll find and she said she was instead making lemonade out of lemons because when life gives you lemons right so the video of her and expert was released according to her without a permission it was basically a screw job on her and she tried to make the most of it because her career in ring career and she wasn't getting the opportunities and she she was not looked at at the same light so she just tried to like do whatever she could out of it that's that's the only thing like i have to say yeah it 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 does in a way it ended for china it was it was very sad it was uh, very tragic because she deserved much more she deserved much more acclaim she deserved much more respect for what she did and i think i think the wrestlers today do respect her i believe so but everyone everyone yeah, I, yeah little little more acknowledgement from the company for whom she uh, bled and sweated it it would have would have been nicer but this world is a very nasty place and yeah i'm not surprised that things like this happen and so, let's just yeah let's just rose a virtual toast to china wherever she is yeah may she may, she, may her soul rest in peace and may she i mean it's not a validation she doesn't need the validation from vince mcmahon but i hope that some way or the other she finds a soul place in the hall of fame i know some people will say the hall of fame is overrated and it's not an actual hall of fame i agree to that but i really want her to get that soul spotlight even once i know it's quite too late but i just want her to get that and i just hope that 
we get to see that uh, sooner rather than later let's just let's just yeah i i really hope she gets there but on a serious note uh, or if you were a wrestler would you want to be in the same list that has donald trump <laughs> well he's in the uh, celebrity wing so it didn't matter See, i would I, still I, like to be yeah but the same you're saying the same donald trump has the same ring as you have so well well drew drew carry and donald trump are in the same wing so they can fight it out and drew carry also has a friend in kane so he can bring yeah. him along so i mean that would be a good feud but but let's not but, forget for 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 a good period kane was answerable to donald trump yeah yep <laughs> yep yep i mean i i mean i don't know on which side of the republican lobby these two guys are currently like whether they are on the opposite sides or they are on the same page but that would be a good uh, i would say that would be a very good republican uh, convention presidential convention that would be a nice thing to watch yeah but uh, from moving on from china just a little recent before just the divas revolution or the women's revolution that uh, stephanie mcmahon wants to take credit for oh my another, god there was another woman who came in and who looked very different from the people who were there around her aj lee aj or, or should we say as cm punk is reminding us every week on aw my beautiful april, wife, april. no it's not mendes it's just april my beautiful wife april, april. <laughs> but yes ajli ajli what do i have to say about ajli ajli was someone when we had bras and panties matches as well as pillow fights as well as some kind of two minute um, uh, instant noodle kind of matches at that era at that point of time she was different she was not the same run of the mill barbie doll edition her barbie doll had funkier clothes her barbie doll had something crazy and something cool about her i even loved absolutely loved her as the general manager of raw i mean she's perhaps one of the first women general managers of raw that we have uh, we had stephanie mcmahon as a general manager on smackdown at one point of time but on raw she was brilliant she was absolutely brilliant and her in-ring skills top notch her skills with the mic absolute top notch and then we get her acting skills i guess uh, cm punk even cm punk cannot claim to have such good acting skills while he was here which aj had her character changes how she used to manipulate people and how she used to enact those uh, change in manipulations on her face that was absolutely brilliant brilliant to watch good storytelling good storylines with uh, dolph ziggler good storylines with daniel bryan excellent oh obani what do you say what do you have to say about aj lee obani is again behaving like a wwe creative taking his time <laughs> i guess i guess these these are the modern uh, problems that we face where internet yeah. connections can go a little haywire yeah so uh, if i have to talk about ajli oh 
I think I, I can hear Agni, but okay. Coming back to Ajali, if I have to talk yeah. about Ajali, I remember Ajali uh, when I looked at her for the first time. Like this, what could she, this woman, do? She's very slender. She, she was the when she came in for the when I saw her for the first time, she looked like someone who would do a great manager's role, but not exactly great in, inside the ring. And of course, I was uh, horribly wrong. She was brilliant inside the ring. But when she was the entourage or the manager, or when she was with Daniel Bryan, that thing that she had with Daniel Bryan, where she, it was it was uh, bloody brilliant. So she could do everything, and she did everything. She won the top belt in women's championship at that point. That horrendous pink-looking shit. I I I really hope Ajali was competing now so that she can get proper belts rather than that Divas Championship. But yeah, she was she was she was so good, and she was so good as a heel. Like I, I can't process AJ Lee playing any other character than the character she played in WWE. Well, uh, I, before you say that, I, I'll I'll mention some things. So Bailey is thirty-two. Okay. Yeah. Becky Lynch is thirty-four. Bianca Belair is thirty-two. Carmella is thirty-three. Naomi is 33, Natalia is 39, Sasha Banks is relatively younger at 29, Alexa Bliss is 30, Asuka is 39, Charlotte Flair is 35, Rhea Ripley is quite young, so 24. I'll just not count her, and Shayna Baszler is 41. So all the wrestlers, apart from Sasha Banks that I mentioned. Are from the age of thirty-two to forty-one, and yeah. these form the top stars on these promotions. Alexa is thirty, and Sasha is twenty-nine, and they still have a lot of years left with them. And Shayna and all, as I mentioned, the top stars in WWE currently are thirty-three to forty-one. AJ Lee is currently thirty-four. She retired from the ring in two thousand five, six years ago, at the age of twenty-eight. Can you imagine the impact she had in just those few years that we dedicate a separate segment to her? She debuted in WWE around 2009. She was there around till 2015. She was there for six years in the company, six long years, from the age of 22 to 28. But the impact that she had on this industry, on this company, on women's wrestling as a whole. Is unbelievable. Do you see her coming back to wrestling at some point in the next couple I, of years? I do, but in AEW, right? Yeah. Imagine Angelie coming back to WWE. Just imagine that scenario. I mean, Punk in AEW. I mean, the, the the scenario I can see her coming in is uh, a mixed tag. With uh, Adam Cole, Britt Baker versus CM Punk in AJ. But I, I, I mean, I mean, I have to say this. I mean, it's even possible that she can come back in WWE. Why I'm saying this, even though Punk had left uh, uh, WWE around 2013, uh, after that, not 13 actually, at the start of 14, around that uh, fuck all Royal Rumble that had happened. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I think AJ Lee was around uh, till 2015. I mean, not just early 2015, a long way into 2015, at a time when 
पंक एंड डब्ल्यू बी वेर नॉट इवन ऑन स्पीकिंग टर्म्स एट ऑल सो इफ इफ पंक कैन कम बैक एंड डू नॉट डिरेक्टली योर शो बट ऑन द सेम नेटवर्क एंड रिलेटेड टू डब्ल्यू बी शो वेर ही वेर स्पीकिंग ऑन डब्ल्यू बी बैक स्टेज सो आई मीन वट दिस यू नेवर से नेवर इन रेस्लिंग राइट सो शी इज थर्टी फोर शी इज नॉट दैट ओल्ड and as i mentioned when uh, ogni's voice we couldn't hear i mean perhaps you had internet issues i was saying how the most of the top women in wb are from the age of 32 to yeah. 31 right now and except for alexa bliss and sasha banks who are quite younger so she is also in kind of like the prime of her age in the sense of the top stars who are there so she coming back having a marky wrestlemania match perhaps that would make sense sasha banks was aging but my question is she is now today uh, an award winning author she yeah. is a, a proponent of you know like she is a speaker on a very well respected and you know like a well uh, renowned speaker on mental health in the yes. americas you know like book circles and all so does she really need that wrestlemania moment if i if the allure of wrestling does bring her back it would be with her husband now as a one off like she uh, yeah, i don't yeah. know, you know like dusting off her boots for an aj lee spectacle because she doesn't really need that anymore she's found her calling i'd say and she's thriving in it because she's just that driven and uh, what i wanted to say before uh, you guys couldn't hear me so basically i have been uh, i've been audience to whatever you've been saying so about aj lee what i feel about her is that you know when everyone was told that you are you are given the cards you are dealt with and this is and you roll with it hmm. she flat out refused so she refused to be a diva which is why if you remember that scathing promo on uh, on the bellatrins where she said you know unfortunately talent isn't uh, sexually transmitted yeah that's great that, that was great promo top script that would have allowed a diva to have such a line backstage because that, was, that would that, that, was that mean that was that uh promo skills would have been questioned that what what how how has she been able to you know cut a fire promo that uh, say a a miss at that point or whoever was in the mid card at that point couldn't couldn't crack so so these this this whole refusal and defiance is what you know like defined her and it's just it was just meant to be that the that the cm punk and an aj lee in real life or phil bruce and an april mendes would you know like end up together because they are in essence the same people they refuse to be defined by the past that be yeah they are kindred spirits they are yeah. perfect for each other uh, uh yeah I, i see as i don't believe aj lee needs that uh, validation of a wrestlemania moment or a uh, feud with uh, one of the four horsewomen i don't think she needs it because she has done enough and she she's already uh, she has already achieved a lot in her life at the age of 34 it's just a little sad i'm 33 i've done nothing 
But as a fan of WWE and as a fan of uh, uh, wrestling, as a fan of AJ Lee, I I would love love to watch her one last time in WWE because I believe she has the she has the ta- she finally WWE has the talent to actually like uh, actually have a great feud with AJ Lee. Actually have a feud that. not only promotes ajl's strengths but also the strength of the stars that they have right now anyways with ajl we are ending this segment of our podcast which is the part 2 krishnan do krishnan i like yeah. so just like to since we are on the topic of uh, ajl yeah i would just like to give a shout out and mad respect to cm punk why i am saying this is so cm punk has dated a lot of women okay so <laughs> Why I am saying this? Because CM Punk has dated people like I'm just checking the top names: Mickey James. Just let me finish all the names. She has dated the likes of Mickey James. She has dated Beth Phoenix. He has dated Beth Phoenix, Mickey James, Lita, and AJ Lee. So I think talent can be sexually transmitted. You missed out. Maria Canales. I missed out on Maria Canales, but the talent wasn't transferred there. I guess <laughs> you you have some misfires also. Acha, I mean, one just just imagine then how many partners has Edge and CM Punk shared? Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to. I mean, so so that Lita and Beth Phoenix. So that's a WrestleMania feud, possibly. it can be that can be that can be the money match that we never had edge versus cm punk at uh, wrestlemania with uh, a mixed tag team match but with not normal mixed tag team rules where each one can kick each with, with Matt hardy the special referee that's the only thing left to do <laughs> <laughs> matt hardy has a special guest referee is the only thing left to do Uh, moving on from CM Punk's sexual exploits, uh, so uh, we will end this uh, sex segment with CM Punk dating all the talented women in WWE, and uh, hope. Uh, and next time we'll come back and we'll come back with the, in my opinion, the most uh, important part of women's wrestling, the current era, uh, where we have possibly the best wrestlers. Uh, Krishna, Krishna, I guess your old age is showing, and you're forgetting a few things, which is we're not going into the current uh, era. We're going into the Bella era next time around. We are going into the Kelly Kelly, the Tori Wilsons, the Stacy Keebler, the sidelines, the has been over there. Old age or go? I think Bella era is is my era too because uh, when I talk to young kids. They say, "Would you like to listen to old music?" And I yes. I, they play '90s songs. '90s songs is my songs. It's not old music. <laughs> yeah, but we have. We also have. We also have to talk about, as we mentioned, um, we'll talk about the current era in our fourth part. But in our third part, I guess we are talking about the likes of Lay Cool, Beth Phoenix, Bella, Bella Twins, Beth Phoenix, yeah. Beth Phoenix, Glamazon. I love her. So yeah. next time we'll come back with the almost divas. Uh, who who competed for that atrocious-looking piece of shit? That no, they were the full divas, right? Yeah, the complete divas. The complete divas. Yeah. They were they were branded as divas. They were divas before her, before them too. But they were branded as divas, and 
and they competed for as i called a uh, piece of shit yeah pink pink uh, pink championship i don't know why and, and we'll slowly segue into the likes of the uh, aj lee's opponents like page and all those people natalia yeah yeah natalia and the old workers like natalia and uh, what was that uh, female uh, uh, alicia fox yes alicia fox yeah, how, yeah. yeah she was how she was a loyal soldier to the company for a very very long time and we'll talk about the likes of these uh, people in our third part and before we go i just remembered i just need to mention like we were talking about how vince wickman had you know like mismanaged talented women right in the peak diva era yeah, yeah. you remember straight edge society yeah yes. yeah yes i know i now remember it you guys remember serene deep being there yeah yep. exactly yeah she was asked she was she was such a dedicated worker that she even on live tv she uh, you know like chopped her own hair yeah and what kind of matches was she given nothing so and if we, if we look if we look into winsett man's uh, treatment of women in wrestling it would take another podcast maybe because <laughs> after she was let go what have, what have, what has happened to her she became a full legend in she yeah. became a proper bonafide nwa legend and she's actually i feel one of the best you know like in ring storytellers in women's wrestling today she's basically a uh, proves the fact that you don't need if you're talented you don't need a brand like WWE to make a name for yourself she I, she was brought into WWE twice yeah twice yeah not once twice she was she was there in ohio valley for a quite a long time then she was the champion over there she had fought with the likes of beth phoenix and all those people then she left for shimmer she was there for some time she came back in WWE she was in the uh what to say the next generation of ohio valley which was the florida championship so yeah. when she was at ohio valley she was there with the likes of john cena brock lesnar she was uh, with the likes of uh, randy orton and beth phoenix exactly batista and when she was there in uh, fcw and 2009 and 10 she was uh, around the likes of like the early versions of john moxley and roman reigns she was yeah. there she was there with cm punk she shaved her head off she again left for shimmer when she came back again in 2017 what was it? what did wwe do with her she was there in the may young classic the first edition of it and then after one or two matches later she was signed on as a performance center coach you sign such a talented person you keep her as a coach you could have kept her as a veteran hand inside the main roster exactly i mean i i mean props to tamina but tamina is not that good inside the ring that how much serena deep could have been inside yeah. the ring you could have easily formed a stable with uh, serena deep uh, you, you, you can't have tamina as a you know like as a believable baby face no but serena deep can go both ways she could be the cunning heel as well as the you know the rocky balboa face yeah and thanks agni for reminding of this uh, overlooked like even we overlooked so uh, thank you for reminding of such a talented person 
So, yeah, Krishnan, do please. Yeah. In my third attempt to close this podcast, <laughs> the podcast, it just shows how passionate we are. We can't stop talking about wrestling. So, this is my third attempt. I hopefully I'll succeed in closing the podcast. Uh, thank you for uh, Agni for joining us again. Uh, we had a great time chatting with you, and uh, hopefully we'll, uh, you will come back for the next two editions. Thank you. And uh, Orko, uh, next time we record this, make sure when we are tra- when I'm trying to close down the show, allow me to close down the show again. <laughs> yes, sure, sure, sure. So hopefully uh, you will like that uh, what, what we have talked about because we have talked a lot. It's more than one hour, and. Uh, if you have any suggestions to on which era of wrestling we should talk about again, let us know. We will do our research. That means Agni will do our research and uh, we will talk about it. Until then, next next week or hopefully we'll again meet next week on the, on the or in the next two weeks uh, with the third edition where we're going to talk about the Divas, or the Diva Championship. Until then, goodbye and good luck. Mm-hmm. Like any Omega. Ah, uh, good.